Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast God's Holy Word. I am your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. And I just wanted to talk to you about something that I saw today. I thought it was interesting. I thought, you know, this would make an interesting podcast. So I was driving to Sonic for lunch, and there was a vehicle in front of me. It was a silver King Ranch Ford pickup truck. And it was a neat-looking one. It was a little older, but it still looked pretty neat. But I was really looking at the tailgate and I was looking at the name and it said King Ranch. And I got to thinking, would Ford Motor Company ever name a vehicle Peasant Ranch or Popper Ranch? No. And the reason why is because no one would would probably want to drive that kind of vehicle because When you drive a King Ranch truck, that typically means it's the top of the line, right? So, I got to thinking about it. I'm sitting there in my vehicle, and I'm thinking, you know, how many people within the Christian church or even people that aren't Christians, I just wonder how many people think that they're not worthy to be a king or a queen and to be, you know, pleasantly blessed and just prosperous. and to be rich. You know, we all have the opportunity to be rich and we are all worthy to be rich. One of the mistakes that the Christian church has made and I think this stems from some not so good denominations and I'm not going to mention which ones because there's probably way more than one that does this does this, but I think where the church has made a mistake is it has demonized money but yet it asks for money. So it's not encouraging their members to have a successful life, to earn a good income, but yet some churches, you know, hold out their hand and say gimme 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 the Lord wants you to give you the Lord wants you to give me your money. And I just have to say no to that. You know, I remember when I was going to a church, I was Catholic at the time, and we had a, a visiting priest. He was visiting from, I think, India. I think I could be wrong, but I think it's from India or Haiti or somewhere, one of those poor countries. And our church was known as being a money pit, and I hated that because. Not everybody had money and we got so sick and tired of being used for other people's pet projects. It was ridiculous. So, the church I went to at the time was known as being a very wealthy parish. So, these priests from poor countries or poor villages would contact, I don't know who in our archdiocese, but would get permission to come and visit our church and ask for a donation. Now, I'm not against making donations, but I can't stand it when it when it goes down like this. So, I went to confession and the priest, it was obviously an accent and I could tell he's like from India or somewhere. And um he just had this very negative opinion and I did not agree with his advice and I just thought, "Oh, here we go." In my head I was thinking, "Here we go. Here's another one that thinks that He knows more because he's quote unquote humble, but yet he's coming here to a rich country to ask us for money, but yet his country can't provide him what he needs, but yet he's going to lecture me about how to live my life. It was just so hypocritical. It's like, dude, like 
why I was thinking to myself, why would I take your advice on this? You know, in regards to what we were talking about. So then I was like, well, that was a waste of my brain space in that particular confession. And also he doesn't understand Americans. He doesn't understand our way of life, so I don't even know what his understanding of our language was. But what's interesting is that, you know, English was definitely not his first language, but he knew how to ask for money. So the the mass starts and eventually gets to the part where he gives a homily and it was a horrible homily. I mean, he he did not have hardly any talent for that at all. But um the part that was interesting to me was he was talking about his village and then he goes into the whole money spiel and it's like, you know, his homily was so horrible and the reason why it was horrible was because he basically shamed and blamed the people that were there and he just has and I know that's common in the Catholic Church and that's one reason why I left was because it's like nothing you ever did was good enough and it's not like that with every priest but with a lot of them it is like that and I just I got sick of it I just I need to hear the good news of Christ not the Debbie Downer news of the devil I mean it's just like horrible right so he gives a homily that was basically shaming and blaming. And then he goes right into talking about how his village needs money. And my immediate thought was, well, why don't you go out and get a job? <laughs> you know, you know, if you need money, you go out and you go earn it. I mean, what good does it do to hold out your hand and say gimme, 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 gimme all the time when you can actually go out there and make money on your own? and you might invent something and then you you know you might become a millionaire then you'll have the money but what's stupid about the priesthood in regards to the catholic church and maybe even some other priesthoods within christianity i know for sure the catholic priesthood takes a vow of poverty and i think that's the dumbest thing you could ever do to yourself because then you don't have any money and your healthcare will suck i mean what if you need a new car you have no money to do that I see nothing wrong with with paying a pastor a really good salary. But this vow of poverty, it's oh man, all it does it encourages people to not have enough. And I think regardless of what vocation you have, you should have enough if not abundance. I think it'd be great if every priest was a millionaire because then they'd never ask me for money. They'd have their own money to go towards their own pet projects. And that might offend some people, but I mean, it gets old being asked for money when they just got done telling you what a horrible human being you are and a homily, and it's like, oh, so the human race is horrible. Then, then why should we give you money to go back and give to your human race? I mean, it just made no sense, right? Like, that's the problem with lies. See, this priest, he believed that money. is or he believed that money is the root of all evil and that's not true it's the love of money that is the root of all evil and this priest loved money this priest oh man this visiting priest you could totally tell he loved money because he had a scowl on his face and i could tell he was glaring down the rich people in our parish at least the ones that he could tell were rich because we had quite a few people at our parish that you couldn't tell they were rich by the way they dressed You know they were they were humble, <laughs> you know. And um, but anyway, it, it was just really interesting to me. 
All these memories came back when I saw that King Ranch Ford pickup truck and I just thought, you know, nobody wants to buy a, a jalopy. No one wants to buy a POS vehicle. And I don't mean point of sale when I say that. Everybody would love to have a nice car. And you know what? God wants you to have a nice car. Why shouldn't you have a nice car? Why shouldn't you have nice things? That's part of the blessing of Abraham. That's part of the blessing of God. I mean, it just gets old being told the wrong thing. But yet, sometimes we're told the wrong thing from people that are in a position of power. So, I've learned over the years to just take these things with a grain of salt. Especially considering that I don't agree with hardly anything that they might say. Now, are all priests bad? No. Are all priests money grabbers? No. But what I didn't like about the parish I went to was that we got so many visiting priests and it was always about money. Hey, I need help with this. I need help with this. Okay, well what are you doing to teach your parishioners to make more money? Are you teaching them about the power of currency? Are you teaching them about the value of money? Are you teaching them about the stock market? Are you teaching them that hey, they can go back to school and then make more money when they get back out? Have you have you encouraged your parishioners to ask for a raise at their job and not just some peanut raise? See, unfortunately, the Christian church has gotten the bad habit of encouraging people to be poor and telling them it's holy to be poor. It's not holy to be poor, it's a curse. Read the Bible. Don't live a cursed life, live a blessed life. Technically, when we are believers in Christ Jesus, we're not supposed to be cursed at all. We're supposed to be blessed. So why would you take anything less than God's best? It makes no sense to me when people settle for less than God's best. No sense whatsoever. It's dumb. And when you settle for less than God's best, you're technically not living in the covenant of God and you're not living in the covenant of Abraham. Because Abraham God made a covenant with Abraham and his descendants. Well, we are those descendants when you are a believer in Christ Jesus. So why would you throw away your heritage? And especially why would you throw away your heritage on a lie? If someone encourages you to be poor, that is a lie straight out of the depths of hell. And you need to walk away from that. I mean, you don't have to rebuke them to their face or anything, but sometimes people give really lousy advice. and they don't know what they're talking about. And it's really sad because you know who does know what they're talking about? Our heavenly Father. His holy word. You have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You have three financial advisors right there. And you have their manual. It's called the Holy Bible. Read it. Embrace it. Cherish it. It was written for you and for me. Why not just believe what's in it instead of trying to figure everything out on your own? Like that's not what we're called to do and if anything you're wasting your time by trying to figure stuff out on your own. I would think that would get really old really quick. But you know what's great is that God has all the answers. So if you need help with anything, go to him. If you need help with your finances, go to God with your finances. 
If you need a new house, ask God for a new house. He built King Solomon's kingdom. What makes you think he won't get you a nice house? You know, I think one of the hindrances to, to the Christian church is that it falls for so many lies of the devil. That we're supposed to be poor, we're supposed to be these meek, humble little creatures that never stands up for anything, never speaks up about anything. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Or that if you get sick, God is trying to teach you a lesson. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. God doesn't have to give you an illness for you to learn something. He he can just say, "Hey, this is how you do this." Sickness and disease does not come from God. It comes from the devil because it's a curse. Here's how you know this to be true. Everything that is part of the blessing of God is good, holy, and true. Everything that is under the curse is from the devil. And it's everything that tries to steal, kill, and destroy. And it really is that simple. What I've learned over the years me personally is that when I keep it simple, the cloud is lifted, the fog is lifted, the waters are no longer murky. And it makes me a lot happier. Cuz you know, here's one thing I don't understand about Christians. It's it's like It's rare to meet a Christian that actually believes that actually believes in Christianity or that actually believes in the goodness of God and they actually believe in his in his word, his holy word. And I just think, you know, I'm a Christian and I believe everything that God says is yes and amen. So I don't understand why they don't believe it. I mean, I've been in I've been in a How do I describe this? I've gone through some tough times in my life for sure, but I knew that some of the doctrines um, that I was taught were not correct. So that's why I went to God's holy word. And when I went to God's holy word, that's when I understood more about God, and I didn't have as many questions or doubts, and I, I for sure did not have disbelief or unbelief. But I just don't understand the point. of calling oneself a Christian if you don't really believe in everything that God does and if you don't believe that he can heal you if you don't believe that he wants you to be rich you don't believe that he wants you to have a wonderful marriage have beautiful children i mean it's just like why pray about anything if you think he's not going to help you and if you think that he's against you if anything the bible tells us if god be for us who dare be against us Well God is for us. So why do you think that he's against you or doesn't love you or doesn't want you or does or doesn't need you? He does need you, he does want you and he does love you. You were made in the image of Almighty God. So I guess what I'm trying to say is that you know what if Ford Motors can put on its tailgate King Ranch Why is it we can't put a more positive label on our lives? 
And why do we not believe the good things that God knows and believes in us? We are his sons and daughters in Christ Jesus. So if anything, I'm going to give you a little bit of an assignment. And I want I really want you to let me know what you decide on. My assignment for you listeners is I want you to pick out your dream car or your dream truck or your dream boat, whatever it is, whatever really just makes you happy. I mean, if you had a million dollars or if money was no object, this is what you would buy and this is what you would want. And I guarantee you when you think about what you really want, it makes you so happy. It makes you feel alive. That's how we are supposed to feel in Christ Jesus. We're not supposed to be dead boring Christians. We're supposed to feel alive and have joy. And we are supposed to have nice things. We are supposed to want nice things. And I encourage you message me. There should be a, a message me or contact link on my podcast website or even on the on one of those apps. It should be there. But if not, you have my information from the previous podcast. Message me what your dream car is, what your dream truck is, what your dream boat is. I want to know. Because I think it's wonderful to focus on the things that God has put in your heart because he knows what will make you happy. Like my dream car is probably not anywhere close to what you want. And vice versa. See, cuz there's a thing. When we ask God for the desires of our heart, it brings him so much joy to answer our prayers. So not only do I want you to let me know what your dream car or dream truck or dream boat is, I want you to let me know when God answers your prayer and what he got for you. Because God does answer prayers and he does care about you and he does want to know what you want. He already knows what you want. because he put it in your heart but he wants to hear from you because he wants to know that you believe that you believe that he can do it that you believe he is a good father and that he wants to pamper you he wants to bless you he wants to favor you see in order for good things to come to pass you have to believe that good things are going to come to pass So if you're a man, be a king. If you're a woman, be a queen. And just go for it. Just go for it. Ask God for the impossible things. Because all things are possible with our God, and what a beautiful thing that is. But until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. Bye-bye.